Welcome to Relationship Insurance, a podcast about dating, relationships, and everything in between. I am your host, Drew. Kurt. And Dondre. And we have Leo Mari. How are you? I'm good. How is everybody doing? Great. We're doing well. How are you? Good. Good. Doing good. Thank you for having me on your show. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. So you want to just tell us a little bit about yourself? Because I feel like I could have kicked that off a little bit better, but you can just... Tell us who you are, why you're here. Yeah, sure. So uh, I'm a content creator, filmmaker, photographer based in the Bronx. Um, I'm also content acquisitions coordinator at Bronx at Television. So like my whole life is pretty much visual, uh, either filmmaking or, you know, curating content. Um, That's a a bit about me. Um, Things that are not grind related. uh, I like, I'm a foodie. Um, I like nature, so I walk my dog a lot, and that's pretty much it. Those are the, the things about me. Uh, what's your sign? Are you a Leo? Because like your Ooh. name is Leo. Should I give you my top three? Because you know, yeah, give us the big three. The big three: <laughs> uh, Sagittarius Sun, Aries Moon, Libra Rising. Gang, gang. All right. Yes, fellow yeah. Libra situation. I'm. Uh, that's my son. So okay, you are seeing you. You are we're seeing each other right now. Yeah, I see you. What what about everybody else? What's the top threes? Uh, double Gemini, just Sun and Rising, and Leo Moon. Okay, (laughs) there's a balance. There's a balance there. Yeah, (laughs) I got a top one, so I'm just gonna say Virgo. I got to do more research, but um, Virgo. Wow. Okay. Okay. Earth. Earthy. Okay. Earthy. Organized. Yeah. On time. Okay. You have any plans around? On the Google Calendar, you know? Oh. Of <laughs> oh. No, I mean, I mean oh, plants. Plants. Yeah. Uh, I don't have plants around, no. Shocked. I'm shocked. No, I'm not good with plants. I oh, tried okay. it out. It wasn't for me. At least you tried. Yeah, at least I tried. Okay, okay. And for our listeners, like, what is your current status, your dating status? I'm single. 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 I got out of a relationship. It was six years. It did not survive the pandemic. It did not weather the storm. Okay. Now we're insured. We're insured now. We're we're, we're here for you now. I'm here for the insurance (laughs) (laughs) for the next relationship. What about everybody else? What are you guys going through? Uh, I mean, I think it's, I mean, similar to you, you know, just very single. (laughs) uh you know dealing with the pandemic uh I actually I want to I want to ask you I don't want to get too much into it if you don't want to share but like this is something that we kind of talk about like amongst ourselves in terms of like how relationships are changed by the pandemic so that's that's something I would love to get into but I'm boring right now I'm not yeah I'm I'm single nothing's going on uh where are the women oh wow Okay. Wow. That's valid. That's valid. I mean, <laughs> where is everybody? <laughs> I mean, the inside. I, Drew, I've never heard you say very single. Like, I feel like I'm super single pro or something. Like, that's, <laughs> like, I like, I like the, I like how you said it. Like, you're selling it. Like, very single. You know what I mean? That sounds no, like an iPhone. Right. That's what single saying. max. <laughs> extra space. Single pro. Five hundred and sixteen gigs or something. <laughs> single mini okay. Okay. okay so the 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 panini man 
That's it's hard because I feel like the pandemic put people in a situation where you were either going to thrive or you were going like if you're in a relationship, for example, you're either going to thrive and you're going to build from it. You're going to see that this is a person that you can um, you can weather more storms with or um, you realize this person probably changed or your perception of them changed and then you might think well now that I have this like fast forward version of a person in my face because I feel like the the pandemic also brought out things that could have brought came about years later for people um so to be in like close quarters like just for context I lived with my partner for since 2017 until now so um to be in close quarters but to have your own routine outside is different than when you're inside and you're like oh this is the actual person um and and those actual things would come up like later in life and then it'll be too late by then you you <laughs> you probably would have settled um so that was my experience where it was like oh okay we we are not on the same page uh, as much as we thought cuz capitalism kind of gets in the way of of uh, being with somebody, especially when you live with them, um, you think you kind of take them for granted too, uh, in a way where you're like, oh, um, I'm gonna see them anyway. But then you only see them like at night or in the morning. Um, so that was my experience with, with that type of relationship. I know y'all wanted to talk about nice guys, but <laughs> I could talk. About, <laughs> I could talk about some. I could talk about nice guys too. But but that that was the, my I guess the surface level of experience of me being in a relationship during the panini. A long-term relationship and then now getting back into like possibly dating it's another scene you guys talking about the ipod pro and all that i'm over <laughs> here like the 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 uh, ipod nano because i'm like i was in the game back then and now i'm like what is this can we can all right so that was my next question how would you describe being in a relationship in the pandemic and then coming out of one and now being single in the pandemic oh um being in one in the pandemic i had hopes like i had aspirations during the the lockdown i was like yeah this is an opportunity to finally spend time with somebody that i'm trying to build with and then and i was like working out too i was like i always wanted to work from home so now i can build my routine better so i thought that my partner was going to be on the same page but he turned out to be like depressed about it and he did, he wanted to go back to work immediately uh, before we knew, before testing was a thing, you know what I mean? Like that early on, I was like, man, I don't know how, how I feel about the safety measures you're taking. Uh, what if something else in life happens where you're kind of trying to compromise the safety of your loved ones? Like it wasn't just me too, like it was also family and everything. So that kind of like, those red flags were kind of just like, in my face. Um, so that was during the pandemic, like the hopes that I had for the relationship, I had to just shove them away. Like we went to therapy and everything. We, we really tried to make it work. Um, but it was like an amicable split. We like, we, we realized we had a lot of views that were not in line with each other. Uh, and then to, to get out of that, since I was living with my partner, I had to leave too. So I didn't really have a timeline on leaving because it's a pandemic and and I just I just didn't know. I kind of like lucked out and got this this apartment. Um, luckily enough, my my brother got a, an apartment across the hall from me. So like I have family that that's really close and we're just supporting each other through the panini and things like that. 
um, happened. So get, so getting out of it felt kind of liberating because I, I saw that I lost myself in the relationship. Um, I, I was uh, I was in it and I was just like, wait, I was putting way too much attention on him. And I kind of didn't put enough attention on myself or like my friends or things like that. So that also woke me up to getting into learning about attachment styles and also like in therapy too. I was in therapy. I'm still in therapy, but like to unpack like the way that attachment styles affect everybody and the, the attachment style that I have, I was, I'm starting to like learn about that. And then getting out of the pandemic and trying to go to the dating world, I was like, wait, maybe I shouldn't be in that world because I should probably figure out how I attach to people. And if I like it, then I'll continue with that. But I currently don't like my attachment style. So I'm trying to get away from that and then fix that and then go into like dating. But that's going to take a while for me. So I'm like accepting that liberation. What what would you say your attachment style is? Anxious, anxious attachment style. Okay. Yeah, like preoccupied anxious, where I would be like, mm-hmm. what are they doing? How come they haven't hit me up? What's going on? Like, I don't like that. It's not nice for nobody. Do you feel like we can change our attachment styles, though? Like, do you, do you think they change over time with, like, just learning more about our, ourselves? Or I've yeah. always wondered that. Yeah, I think it also changes with the person that you're with too. Like the the person that you're with might bring out bring about an attachment style that you probably didn't have before. Especially, I also think attachment styles come from how you attached to your parent when you were younger and like the validation you got or didn't get. Like for example, anxious attachment is probably because I wasn't getting consistent validation with my emotions. So I would probably express something and it would just be ignored or it would be like, oh, that didn't happen like that. So that would create like a a dissonance, like, wait, is this real? And then I would be anxious about it. So imagine not just in in romantic relationships that plays out in like platonic relationships that plays out in your job, too. So it it plays out everywhere. And then there's the the, the avoidant uh, attachment which I think is kind of worse in my opinion, because I'm not experiencing this, but to me, um, avoidant attachment is where you're raised in a dynamic where your emotions are just completely ignored and not just ignored, but also like uh, talked down about, like, for example, men don't cry, something like that. Uh, When you get that type of feedback and you grow up, you, you can feel your emotions, but you don't express them. So then when you're in a relationship and your girl's like, I want you to feel something. She's trying to make you mad. It's probably because you have the, the avoided attachment. So you probably feel mad, but you can't express it. So then a lot of people don't know that they don't, they don't go that deep. And then they get into these relationships where they need insurance. That's us. You might be a co-host at this point. Yeah. You might have to pitch it. That's great. That was, Wow, she wants the job, yeah. I like that. Oh, <laughs> live interview. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, as we were talking about like talking about before we started recording, you mentioned that you don't have any experience with nice guys. Can we get into that a little bit? What does that mean? So I could unpack that real cute. I was thinking about this earlier too. Uh, like, how am I gonna tell them that I don't know these nice men? <laughs> <laughs> like, so I, I come from like a, a dynamic where I'm like the only girl and I have two older brothers and one younger brother who's almost like close in age with me. And 
Oh, so I kind of understand men in a way where it's like, that's a guy thing or whatever. Um, and I also went to a school where my major, like I had a game studies major in college. And so I was like around men that were like into games, but I wasn't into games. I was just curious and whatever. Uh, and I feel like that's where the nice guys might live. But like, I feel like nice guys could live in different spaces. And the, the trope of the nice guy, to me, my definition of a nice guy is a dude that does nice things for somebody, but expects something in return. Instead of doing something nice for somebody just because they feel called to do something nice. So, so that's my definition of what a nice guy is. And, and the way that I was raised, like with my family, with my parents, um, they were motivated by guilt. And I feel like guilt is not a, a good motivator. So like my, my red flags immediately go up when somebody tries to guilt me into, into doing something because they gave me something or because they gave me something that's physical or opportunity or something like that. And, and I kind of just blocked them uh after that like in real life like in the black mirror episode where you just and then the person's blocked <laughs> so that's that's why i don't know too many nice guys or just people in general because friends you know people you might consider friends would do that to you could do that to you too they could be like i had a, a co-worker that gave me like a housewarming gift i didn't even have a housewarming party and she just gave me a gift and i was like great and then the next day she was like trying to assign a role like assign jobs to me and she wasn't my supervisor. So I was like, bro, like that's a nice guy move. Um, so so when, when I am confronted with those situations, I know that I'm like, well, this is the end of the road. And that's it. That's why I don't know nice guys. Do you feel that that, that could block you from like, like actual connection with a, a kind or a good person? No, nah, because it's the, the intention behind it. Because like it's, you could feel if, if someone is doing something out of like, yeah, I feel called to give this person this or to, to do something nice for this person. And then I won't even think about it. You could feel that disconnect of like, oh, I'm doing it for them. I'm not thinking about it. Uh, and, but you can also feel like I'm gonna give them this maybe two months, two years, two weeks, remember this, you know, like it's, it, it's the intention, the energy behind it that, that I feel really, uh, connected to but that goes back to how I was raised because my parents would be like that with us uh, we would be like whoa we're not motivated by guilt here so but they were you know so how they were raised they that worked on them so they might not block the nice guy people out but me me and my brothers my siblings would be like nah we know what we know that move let's go so can we can we get into a little bit of like you mentioned the man-child trope like when we were um you know, kind of loosely talking about the idea for this podcast. So for anyone who's not aware of that, and for me, who is some very 25% understanding what that is, can you just break that down for us? So my definition of a man child is somebody that, uh, let me see, how, how do I word this for it? My definition of a man child is somebody that doesn't take responsibility for what they should be doing. They're like of a certain age, you know, they didn't pass certain milestones in life and adulthood and they um, fall back on other people to do things for them. Like maybe their parents still do things for them. So it's, it's just like a, a level of arrested development 
is what I would call a man child and where you're like you have this expectation of like yeah they're gonna do this they're gonna, and they just don't so that's what I think it is do you feel like you experience that a lot or you see that a lot in the dating scene currently still yeah I think there's levels to that too I think there's like a spectrum for that maybe you know um for me when I was in my relationship I felt like I was with a person that that was like that um to a certain extent and I didn't see it until I moved in because like when you're not living with a person you don't see the behind the scenes and then uh when I was with them outside of of living together they were like yeah let's do this let's plan this let's plan that but when when I ended up living with him I uh, his his uh dad lived close by so his dad was doing stuff for him and and i just saw like a a a baby when when he was interacting with his dad so closely and i was like whoa like but you're grown so is i feel like it's a, a family dynamic type of thing uh that shifts uh sometimes and then it is just it's just like you can filter that now. You don't have to like end up living with a person to find that out. You could just see like if they waste too much time on certain things like video games or like if it's excessive because it's okay to have fun. But if it's excessive, then you can see that where their head is at without having to live with them. So what would you rather do with or you feel or I have two questions, but forget it. I'm gonna just ask this question. But so like how like what would you rather do with someone who has the man child kind of, you know, situation going on or like a quote unquote nice guy? No, man, I'm gonna just stay single. <laughs> Jesus. They probably both the same dude. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, but if you haven't encountered a nice guy, then like, how mm. would you know? I feel like I've encountered nice guys, but I just, okay. I, I don't even go, like it doesn't get go past the nice can you see the difference between a nice and kind guy i feel like a difference okay i feel like i can yeah okay what are those differences for you for me it's it's the nice guy would do something and expect something in return but like it's the delivery too you know what i mean because women could be like yeah they did this and like then there's a reciprocal energy whether it's just a date or it's a relationship and you're like, yeah, there's always a reciprocity in the interaction. So it's, it's okay to be kind, but like when it's a nice guy and he just like presumptuous, like this girl likes me, but maybe she, what if she never says she like, you know what I mean? Like you have to, you need to get that reciprocal energy to, to determine if, 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 if the connection will take a next step. And then a step after that, and then a step after that. So I think I think that's really the difference of just like it could be like a social thing too. Like maybe the person just doesn't understand social cues, and and then they're a nice guy, and they think that that's that's what they're supposed to do, and then that's the reciprocation. But but it's not like that. So I understand like the the needing of I'm giving something something to to this person because I like them and. Uh, I'm expecting to receive something. I understand that. But then when when the person just isn't reciprocating, then the nice guy should kind of know or at least clarify, you know, like, hey, are you feeling me? Because I'm getting these mixed signals uh, or vice versa uh, so that people are just clear about where they stand in, in where they're at. 
And like the friend zone is not a horrible place to be, to be real. Like, I don't think the friend zone is a bad place to be. True space. How do you say that? Uh, say, I'm, say, I'm, say. No, because I'm, I'm trying to think, like, have I? <laughs> say, it depends. It depends. That's I'm trying to. I'm, <laughs> I'm scared. I'm <laughs> Nah, you're on the summer summer jam screen. Um, <laughs> um, no, I'm trying to think if I ever successfully made it out of like the the friend zone and ended up in the space where I wanted to be. That's what I was thinking about. Oh, that's what um, you made that face. Yeah, so like I'm glad you brought that up because the nice guy sometimes it, it just looks like he's destined to be in the friend zone just because he's like too nice, right? Um, can I let me unpack that? Can I unpack that? Go ahead, go for it. So I say the the friend zone is not the worst place to be because if you get out of the friend zone, great. But, and it's also context. Like maybe the girl's just not ready, you know what I mean, to be dating. So she's like, let's, you know, and then maybe, who knows? Um, so that's one reason. And the second reason is um, because if you can't find the romance with the girl, maybe she got some friends. So... Hello. Mm. But I don't know. How many times? <laughs> is players. I don't know. Yo, six men of the year. Six yes. men of the year. Uh, <laughs> how often does that happen, though? Right? Yeah, like, that's true. That's true. I don't know. Okay. Okay. That's, a, that's strategic, though. Some people don't think like that because they just see the initial person and right. then they're, like, they're not like, I don't want your friend, but who knows? That's, that's kind of sneaky. But I feel like I feel like the friend zone. I kind of agree that the friend zone isn't the worst place to be because like it could still open up a space for connection with the person without the intensity of like, I'm expecting something back right away. And it's like, I, I get the fear in it, the anxiety in it. Cause it's like, if you are, if you do have strong feelings and you're just, they're just not going to be reciprocated at all. You might, you might start to feel like, all right, why, why am I here? But like, I think if you still want to actually just genuinely explore a connection with someone, I don't think the friend zone is the worst place to be if you're going to do that. It's just my, my opinion. Yeah, you said it. Like, there's the intention behind it. So who do you think handles the friend zone better? I th- like gender? I think women. Nah, I don't think friendly. so. I don't. I disagree because. Tell me, tell me. Oh, I've man. been, <laughs> I've been in situations where I wasn't ready to date, and like a a girl or woman rather, um, you know, would I had to tell her like, hey, like, can we just be friends? Can we just be friends for now? And like they were, and this is not just one person, maybe a couple, and they were just like, nah, like that. Nah, I'm gonna just stop talking to you. Like, nah, and that's your choice, but. If I'm not ready right now, like you said, I could be ready, you know, the next however long. Could be short, could be long, whatever. But from what I've experienced, like I think as a for me, like I just have been okay in those spaces. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I don't know, and that's that's just my opinion. I don't, that's not fact. But but what do you think about that? I mean, that's I never heard like I never heard uh your perspective this is the first time i'm hearing like it coming from a male and and it being set up that way like were you guys dating for a while or was it like a really initial thing where you're like you realize oh well i need some time uh nah this this was 
these two occasions pretty similar. Like they weren't, we'd never, like we, we might've started out talking and then I realized like, this isn't, you know, gonna go to a space where I'd be comfortable, but I didn't, and seeing this is the thing about the friend zone. I didn't, I didn't erase the idea or the possibility that I could date this person down the line. I just wanted to like place them somewhere where I feel like, okay, we could slow this down. I don't have to worry about texting you all day. I don't have to worry about certain things in the, in the talking phase. Mm. So, okay. And they just okay. were not with it. So oh, like, it was, it was early, early then. Okay. It was early. But do you feel like it's too, is, is, was that too early though? I feel like you should have a better chance of being friends if it's so early. At least from my experience, it's always easier for me to be like, mm, this is early. Let's just be friends. I, I, I know where, where my feelings are right now. Uh, and it might have nothing to do with that person. It might just be me. Um, so I don't know why. I think that's a, that's a weird experience, especially for, for guys to... And I, I never... I don't know of any women that have been put in a friend zone. I know I usually know women that are like being pursued um, actively or like they're just like, I'm chilling. So I, I didn't know that that was a thing, but that's that's good to know. Um, Y'all love handing out that friend zone card. Oops. <laughs> it's, hard, it's, it's, it's a little harder for us. I mean, I don't know you guys, like, is it hard to hand out that card? Uh, it's, it's not hard to hand out the friend zone card. Of course not, right? <laughs> like, yeah. Why is it? What about y'all? Like, is it, am I the anomaly here? I, I mean, I don't know. I just think with the friend zone stuff, it's like, you have to be aware of where your placement is. Like, sometimes you're bigger, you have more value than just a friend. And you got to take your ball off the court and go somewhere else, right? Like, because that placement, I don't know, it could be just convenience or comfort with no real potential of anything. I think that we have to make sure that, you know, we're setting ourselves up to be safe. Yeah, that's real. Like, I tried to be friends with my ex. And because of like, I was like, yo, we had too many memories. Like, it's, it was too much involvement. So because it was an amicable like split. So I was like, I think we could be friends. Um, how, how soon after did you try to be friends? Uh, like right after the breakup, I didn't have no choice. Right after? I didn't have a choice. I was living there. I was like, all right, let me just be friends or whatever. And then after I moved, which was like two months later, um, that's when we were like, yeah, let's try to be friends. But then I like saw him in, in a different space. And I was like, uh, I don't think I could do this because of what Dondre just said. It's like, you already know your, your placement. And like, I didn't want to perceive him pursuing somebody else and seeing him um, do things for other people that he could have done for me. So I was like, that's not, I know, I, I feel like I'm devaluing myself by, by being a front row center to that. So let's not be friends um, with, with that. So I, I couldn't friend zone my ex, you know? Damn, that's so, not like a whole nother podcast. I can't friends on my ex. <laughs> no, because I was just gonna ask, like, could you? Because is that a universal situation? Is that a universal like philosophy of just like never, never friend zone your ex, or never at least try to work on a friendship? I think you could probably do it later, like later in life when you guys are like years later, like whole different. The dust people. is settled, all that. Yeah, but like, I, I aside from this partnership that that I just had, I, I never tried to 
remain friends with an ex because exactly what Dante said. I was like, we really tried to do something here and it didn't work. And I can't just rewind that as only move forward. Yeah, I don't, I mean, is it universal? I think that you could just take time for yourself, like to explore your possibilities without the expectation of like respecting this person you were in a relationship with as a friend. So I think that if you give it time, you give your time, yourself time to heal, yourself time to just like, you know, understand things that didn't work, different dynamics and see what's best for you without like, oh, like, you know, I could still talk to this person I was in a relationship with, but it works different for different people. You know, some people are able to do it and, you know, all love to them. Yeah, for sure. I mean, hypothetically, right? If we're able to remain friends with our ex, what does that even look like? um acceptance like just heavily 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 acceptance of yourself and it looks like healing too it looks like oh I already did the work I know who I am outside of that relationship I know who I am as an individual and I know that I, I can't let that go no matter what dynamic I enter uh with another person that's that's to me that's what it would look like I mean just to like even transition a bit you mentioned earlier in the pod that you you know, you're single now. So what is it like dating now? Like, what are you seeing on the current field? Because I think from as a woman's perspective, we always <laughs> want to know what it's like. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. <laughs> what is this? Okay, so um, I was like, nah, I'm going to take some time. And then I was like, oh, it's summertime. Delta's doing their numbers. Let me just go on 51st dates uh, and see what's going on before everything gets shut down. But fifty? Uh, no, nah, not fifty. That's just oh, like okay. the, the movie's name, and I yeah. Like <laughs> so shout out to Adam Sandler. <laughs> so <laughs> there goes that joke. And then um, I, I, I was like, let me get on these apps. So I was like on Tinder and Hinge. I didn't download Bumble yet because I was like, uh, I'm tired. I forgot my password too for Instagram. So I was like, I'm not downloading this. Um, and I didn't make it far, man. I got a lot of likes, a lot of matches. And I was just like, this ain't it. Because everybody I was looking at was, was hiking. And, uh, and what you they, mean, like actually like hiking? Like literally hiking? Yeah, yeah like in all, everybody's pictures, everybody's hiking. And I'm just like, <laughs> Yo, I'm not. What did you have your set to? Looking <laughs> <laughs> for hikers. He's holding a fish in the, in the profile. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Exactly. So I was like, you know what? This is not it. And I looked at my settings too. I was like, this has to be wrong. Uh, but it was on, on both the Tinder and the Hinge. And I'm like, they're just pushing these bots out here. These are not real people. Like, they can be real. I've there's heard that there's, there's a good a possession. There's a good put, there's a good percentage of um, they just put fake profiles in there. It's like filler. Which, would, which is one of the reasons why like, I got off. I was like, once I read, I saw read an article or I was like, nah. What if my, I get catfished? Like, I'm good. I'm good. My suspicions were correct now that you say that. So, I, I so feel, you're off the apps? Yeah, I'm off the apps. So, wow. how that, you gonna find somebody now? I don't know. I'm gonna just walk outside. I'm gonna walk my dog, see if somebody else is walking their dog. You're watching too many movies. That never happens. You never, <laughs> <laughs> you never just walk out your house and, like, oops, you dropped this. And then, like, you, fall, you just stare at like, what are you doing tomorrow at 7 p.m.? Like, not it's not, happen. I know, I know. That's a setup. But I'm not even looking no more, man. I'm not looking no more. Yeah. But the, 
the dating thing, uh, I went on a couple of dates from, from being on those apps and I met like really nice dudes. I was like, yeah, I have a good filter. I have a good barometer. Go. Nice dudes or actual like nice yeah, dudes? Yeah, yeah. Kind. Okay. Kind. We'll say kind. <laughs> not, not nice dudes. But so I, I felt good. But then I was like, oops, I'm not attracted to them. What's going on? Uh, so then I was like, I'm the toxic one. Um, I have to figure out why is it that this attractive person who is being kind, uh, why am I not attracted to them? And they, I realized it was because of the attachment style, because I didn't have to uh, be anxious about waiting for them to text back. I didn't have to be anxious about making plans. Like they were just doing the right things. And I was just like, oh, I'm not attracted though. So I, that's where, where, you know, going back to what Dandre said, taking time for yourself. You got to figure out what you like and you have to sit in that so that that becomes natural so that when you're presented with a kind dude, uh, then you know that you don't have to be the red flag or you don't have to be inclined to look for something else that that isn't wanting you. I don't know. Sounds like you're playing games out here, though, in the streets. What you mean? I don't know, man. Damn, Dondre Samuels. I don't know. know. You go on the dates. You're not thinking they're attractive. I don't know. What do you mean? What's going no, on? Hikers. Hikers. Like, what's going on here? Like, is there... Discriminating against hikers. Are you going on dates with people you really feel you have a potential with? So, yeah, I went on dates with dudes that I feel like I could hold a conversation with through text. And then I always do either like a phone call or FaceTime and then I see them in person. So like there's levels, you know, to, to getting to the date and, and that's just respecting people's time and people's interests. Like I, and my time too, like I have a lot to do, so I'm not going to sit there and have a conversation and play games, which I understand people do like they got the time. Uh, and that's part of why I stopped. Uh, and I was just like, Hey, I'm not going to do this anymore because I, I don't have the time. Okay, so if someone's listening to this podcast, right, and they're like, "Man, Leo sound mad cool. I want to get at her." How do you? How what? What's what can they do to to fit your check the boxes off? Right, mm-hmm. they can't be a nice guy. What? So what do they got to be? They got to be bold. You got to be bold. Fortune favors the bold. What does bold look like though? Like like uh shit. Making uh, a video, you're, you know, you're a director, so making a video with. <laughs> it's, like, it, it doesn't have to be that overt, you know what I mean? Like, it, it's also like, I'm, for me, I, I left the space where I wasn't getting like my love languages met, where it was like, uh, and I also didn't know my love languages. Like, I didn't know that I like acts of service, you know what I mean? I didn't know that I liked uh, uh, words of affirmation. So, like those two would be the ones that I'm like, all right, this person feeling me, uh, and in the way that I that I want to be felt. So the those would be the things. But it's also when I say bold, it's kind of like it's, it goes with words of affirmation because if if you're being bold and you're affirming feelings and affirming how you perceive me, and if it's positive, then I'm gonna know this is going somewhere. So that's why I say bold. But I've been in a lot of situations where it would be like boldness, and then it stops, and I'm just like, okay you know what bye um so consistency too so do you feel because you mentioned that with the nice guys or the kinder guys that you ended up seeing like you didn't feel a strong attraction does that make quote-unquote bad guys like more appealing to you unfortunately unfortunately. Uh, 
for now, but it's, it's not getting, it's not, it's kind of like going like this, you know, it's not. It's so how would you, how would you classify the bad guy type? Yeah, like Chris Brown or like what? <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. Where are you going? Damn. I mean, like Ooh. for me, the, the bad guy would be the person that falls into the the toxic attachment style that I have. So it would be a person that's inconsistent, you know, a person that um, gives me attention here and there, and and yeah, like the the main word is inconsistent. Like a bad guy to me in in my world is is that because that's what I'm used to. So that's what I, I thought. It, love is but it's I, i'm shifting that into something else detachment yeah okay yeah. okay so no apps you're chilling are you just trying to take this time out to kind of figure out <laughs> what you're doing the air quotes? These assumptions. <laughs> <laughs> so we all say we all say it. it's always I am, you know, we I'm, chilling, I'm being, chilling. Do we chilling? <laughs> i'm being honest i'm being honest <laughs> i promise yeah, okay all right, fair enough. <laughs> but they say when you don't look is when you find, really. That's all, mm. yeah. yeah. That's all. Who said that, Kurt? Who says that, Kurt? I said it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm not looking. I'm not looking. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> Eyes closed. Yeah. I feel like that's tr- true to some extent because I feel like the relationships that I've had um, probably happened where I wasn't like looking for one. You know what I mean? Like I was just quote-unquote chilling like really chilling not fake chilling but <laughs> i'm really chilling Gray. please okay <laughs> okay but do you feel do you how do you and this is not just a question for you um but how do y'all do y'all feel anxious or um i guess more so optimistic about dating in the pandemic or doesn't even matter at this point don't do it why why you said don't do it Cause it's like you said, like it's the energy right now of what I'm just observing. And I don't have like, I don't have like firsthand experience of like being in this, in this current dating scene, but just like from what I'm observing, it just feels like, it feels like the energy is just not settled. Like people are not really sure what they want. Like they want the experiences, they want the fun, they want to just kind of make up for the time that was, you know, that we lost or that I wouldn't even say that we lost, but just like the time we had away from our our like usual lives. So I feel like with that, you're getting kind of a lot of cars driving with no real direction. It's just kind of like, so I feel like, yeah, people, a lot of people just gonna crash into each other. There's no stoplights. It's just like, it's really, it's all bad right now. So I feel like you gotta wait till the dust settles a little bit um, and then see who's really out here, like for real, for real. When is that, you think? Like, when does the dust settle? 2025, probably. Plus pro, plus pro. Yo, it's all these variants rolling out, like, like, like colorways for the Yeezys or something. Like, it's it's <laughs> going crazy. So I'm like, various I don't know. People, various viruses. Yeah. So it's like, I don't know when things get to a point where it's like, we actually have our heads on really straight. And it can happen. We can get there. I just feel like, it might take some time. What if there's an app for people who are like really ready? You know, like only the ready make people. That, the right now ready. Relate, app. Yeah, <laughs> chilling, chilling. <laughs> I'm, in, I'm insured. Status, chilling. <laughs> Just chilling. Quotations. Yeah. Just chilling. <laughs> yeah, it could be a thing. 
Yeah, I think, I mean, that's the trickiest thing, right? There's different levels to people, you know, their readiness, right? Um, so <laughs> do we, this sounds so like bleak and like, you know, so pessimistic. I want to inject a little bit of optimism in it, right? What, what was like, what do you think was the most, I guess, high point in the pandemic, like dating wise? Mm, you talking about like collectively or, or like specifically to me? Cause. Yeah. Um, specifically to you. And then, you know, we can all like, I guess, chime in. Um, the peak. Oh, like in a good way, you mean? Yeah. Oh. Like when he was Ooh. like, oh, like I feel good about this. Uh, immediately, immediately when lockdown happened, I was like, this is going to be great. I'm going to, mm. I'm going to be able to work from home. I'm going to be able to see, you know, my partner for longer than like two hours in a day or something, even though, you know, I, like we would, I thought we were going to have more time together, but it, it wasn't even like that. So the, the peak was, was the beginning for me where I, I had all these aspirations for the relationship. Um, yeah, that would be it. I'd say probably uh, the summer of la the last summer, basically. Um, like after, I think the summer started off pretty crazy with like, uh, you know, there were a lot of protests and all those things. But like, I kind of after that, um, maybe like towards the set, the latter half of summer, I feel like the cases were down a little bit. So people started to kind of go back outside, be a little bit more social. I think that was a good time. Um, and I don't know how it, I don't know how it really went from, from there to like, I feel like something happened around the time Clubhouse came out. Clubhouse started out fine. And then like, it just got really ratchet. And I think that was a real turning point of like, dating is going to go bad now. I think, I don't know what the correlation is, but that's just how I saw it. Buyouts. <laughs> yeah. Cash up. Yeah. It's a whole different society. It went left. It just went left. Yeah. Okay. There was so much going on. I didn't even know about all this. Now, now I know. Yeah. You wasn't on Clubhouse? I was, but I didn't know. Right. Like, I didn't, I didn't see the shift because I kind of like left early. I was like, well, bye. Did a good thing. <laughs> Did a good thing. <laughs> Got really nasty. <laughs> God. I believe it. I believe it. So what, what do you guys think is, what do you guys think the next, I don't know, two months looks like dating wise in the pandemic? Um, I think it depends fall. on, fall. Yeah, it's like, it looks like fall. I mean, I, I don't even want to say that for myself just cause I, I don't, I'm trying to lock myself down. You're chilling. Yeah. I'm trying to. Wait, what's, see, what's, what's going on here? You chilling? You locking yourself down? Like, <laughs> I'm chilling. Chilling in the lockdown? Like, what's going on? Nah, you know what it is, too? Like, look at this. Like, this is a whole, this is like a blank canvas. You know what I mean? And I never had the opportunity to live on my own and live by myself. So I, I want to, for me, uh, it looks like I'm trying to be on my Bretman Rock. You know what I mean? I'm trying to be just, creating beauty in my space creating beauty within like having my space reflect my my uh inside so that's I want this for everybody to be honest with you like I want and and I was talking to my family especially the ones that are even, I have a brother that got out of a relationship that's like I don't know 12 years old and he never lived on his own until now either so I was like whoa and he's like I don't know his four years or something well so I'm, I'm just like this is a nice place to be. Like, I don't, 
I don't know a lot of people that make it there. So I want to enjoy that. How soon would you want like your next partner to move in with you? Move in with me? Nah, no, no, no. <laughs> First never. of all. <laughs> She's like, where? Here? My place? My apartment? So never yeah. again. Never again. Wow. No, I don't, I don't want to say never again. Um, I know that I want to be in a certain place financially before I ever decide to move out with somebody. Um, and yeah, and I want to be supported in different ways, like with family and, and friends. I want to have like a... a I want to be able to say I'm leaving and be serious about it. I don't want to say I'm leaving and I have to wait two months to leave. So that's until I feel that supported within myself, then I'll know like, okay, I could explore this uh, cohabitation situation. Should we take it to the tweets? Yeah, stick to the tweets. So Trey Dominic tweeted, calm guys are so attractive. I used to think I liked guys that were super dominant and hyper-masculine, but all that rah-rah business is so much. When he's soft-spoken and kind, yeah, that's the tweet. What do, what do, what do we think about that? Calm guys? What do you think about calm guys? You like the rah-rah? All, all I dated was calm guys. I only dated one rah-rah dude. And I'm, I was kind of like, I'm glad that didn't work out. Like, I felt like I dodged the bullet there. And uh, Maybe a couple. Real ones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. And then <laughs> and then trying to be with the calm dudes, I was like, yo, y'all don't get nothing done though. So uh, I don't know. Mm, wow. What do you mean? What do you mean? I'm talking. <laughs> Wait, you say you say you're calm? I, I feel like I'm generally calm. Like I'm like a I'm both. I could be both. I could be both. Okay, okay. Uh, uh, so th- that's that's the balance. That's the balance. You got the balance. Uh, yeah. I feel like I, I've only experienced one extreme or the other. Mm. Not the balance. Okay. Calm guys with rah-rah tendencies. Yeah, like there's a place. There's a time and place for both. Um, yeah, I mean, you don't want to be at like Applebee's and arguing with the waiter like about like tap water or, or you know, sparkling. You don't want to be an Applebee's. Wow. Hey, man, sometimes Applebee's be hitting. The two for 20s? Economical, <laughs> yo. You don't got no stimmies, bro. He's saying Rias is. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> two for 20, you know what I mean? I mean, I be roasting Applebee's too, though, so that's funny. Nah, I don't go to Applebee's. Once, once, a year, once every couple of years, you know, you might crave something from there, maybe. I got too many intolerances, man. So many food intolerances. Ah, so. uh, I got you. Can't yeah. do. You got like cheap guy intolerances too. Like, why are you bringing me to Applebee's, right? No, no. I, just, <laughs> I would look at the menu and be like, damn. Like, if you're gonna be cheap, do a coffee shop, man. Do that. Coffee shop. Mm, so yeah. Starbucks over Applebee's, then? Starbucks never. A coffee shop. That's a, <laughs> that's a, that's a, <laughs> coffee shop. <laughs> Starbucks is a smoothie shop. Corporate. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. How do we feel about calm woman? Any is there such a thing? Right. Like, what does that look like? Oh. She agrees. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> what does that look like? <laughs> I plead the fifth. Yeah, me too. I don't know what to say. I didn't know. Hold I didn't on. know you me, could do that. On the let me tell y'all about yourself. Nah. No, I think um, I think women are are genuinely calm. Um, if you 
give them what they want. Right. Um, and it's not, it's not hard if you're listening. And I think where the disconnect is when we're not listening and we give them what we think they want. Yeah, I agree. I mean, they don't want to say nothing. They're scared. They don't want to say nah, nothing. Nah, we good. We good. Keep the PR. That's, uh, moreover, uh, moving to the next tweet. I agree. Um, I, I don't know. that that. I hear you, Drew. Um, <laughs> any final thoughts on that? I, you know what I mean? Like, calm women? I, don't know. I, don't I vote yes on calm women. Kurt? <laughs> I'm, still, I'm still trying to define it. I guess for me, that is a calm woman somebody that just doesn't have drama happening and like always complaining or something. Like, is that a calm woman before? She was a little too calm, so maybe I, you know, What's I think it's a balance. Though? Yeah, I never heard her like raise her voice a little bit. Like, you know, when the voice get a little gravelly, like, uh, you know what I mean? Like that, you know, a little bit, not too much. Okay. Yeah. I think about their surroundings when when you say calm women. Like, is are they bothered by their surroundings constantly? So that's people too, is in general. Mm. Okay. Um, the next tweet. When do y'all want to read it? Actually, uh, Kanova. Yes. So, uh, quote: People think they're competing with other suitors when dating me, but really, I'm comparing you to my own solitude. That's the competition. Is your company better than being alone? Am I growing around you like I do when I'm alone? Do I feel safe? Is there joy? Is there peace? End quote. What's your thoughts, Leo? <laughs> the key word, the key word there is safe. Uh, mm. And and uh, cause I, that's what I think just like love is, is you should just be feeling safe in somebody's presence. Um, well, I agree with that. I agree with that. You shouldn't even be thinking about the other people that the person is potentially dating or seeing or anything like that. I think you should, you should feel peace within yourself. And if the other person matches that, great. If they don't, okay, you, you leave them where, where they need to be at. Yeah, I feel like I've heard that before where it's like, you know, especially if someone really is in tune with themselves and they enjoy their own company. It's like, you're competing with me being happy on my own. You're not competing with anybody else. You know what I mean? So I think that's, I think that's very real. And that's probably, it sounds like something I might tweet. So. Or retweet. I might retweet. I don't think I'll tweet. Yeah. I don't tweet that long. That's, that's over 150 <laughs> characters. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that's calm energy, right? Like we were just talking about the calm people i feel like it, it, someone doesn't have to be necessarily like calm to the point of like flat or boring but just like do you add calm do you you know do you add calm to this space do you add peace rather than something else that that doesn't that that negates that so i i'm i'm in agree i'm in agreement with that tweet kurt would you consider yourself a calm guy uh yeah i'd be lying if i said i wasn't i mean <laughs> Super calm. I've seen Kurt curse people out before. It gets yeah. really heated. I mean, <laughs> you wake up the wrong side of the Gemini, it happens. No, I'm, I'm still I'm waiting to see. I'm still waiting to it see never, Kurt, it's, Kurt turn up on somebody, man. It's not going to happen. Gonna <laughs> nah, that's Cap. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's very calm pro. Very calm pro. I like that. 
Um, there's one more tweet. Yeah, I can read this one. Um, this is by Mike Cole. If you think girls never go for nice guys, consider the possibility that A, they do, and B, you're not one. Absolutely. Absolutely. Ooh. Absolutely. You can't be nice. and You can't assume, like, if, you know when somebody's, like, funny and they're never walking around saying, hi, I'm funny, I'm funny, you know what I mean? But other people around them tell them, yo, you're mad funny. It's like that. Like, if you're right. nice, you don't have to say it. It just... It comes out of you. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I think, you know, if you if you feel like you have to prove yourself, then whatever you're doing is just like not sincere. It's not coming from like the heart. You know what I mean? Um, I mean, it's different to be bragging about something if you're good. Right. You know, but that's not something to, to have to, you know, force upon anybody to believe. Hashtag nice for what? Mm. That's it. <laughs> oh, man. Um, is there anything that you want to get off your chest? Like something you've been thinking about dating wise or, or otherwise? Friends, friendships, anything? Calm um, guys, nice guys. Calm guys, nice guys. Um... I think people should just you can't you can't be bad at being yourself that's something somebody told me recently and no matter mm. what if you're like if you're dating if you're like looking for a job if you're just out there and you're just vibing and you're trying to not be socially anxious you're trying to expose yourself to the world you can't be bad at being yourself so that's that's what i'm trying to roll with this whole experience because at first when i got out there i was like oh am i doing something wrong has it been so long but then i'm like wait you can't you can't fail at being yourself it's a good rhyme too i like that have i been should have been at the at the at the versus battle last night right okay (laughs) that was hard i like that okay wait i have one more question um let's say hypothetically speaking you wanted to visualize your next relationship um what what would you want that to look like what would you want it to feel like uh safety but like alone and and together like i I wanted to feel safe peaceful uh okay separately and okay together like i I don't want to feel anxious about like anything but i know that that is not on that person i know that for the most part that is on me uh, and you know the person might bring that out, but do, would I want to stick around for that? You know what I mean. So it's it's it looks like that to me. It looks like accepting things from another person that I might not get into either. Like if the person likes, I don't know, if 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 the person I'm with doesn't like plants or whatever, and and I do, but they still like like that I like plants, great. But if they like, I don't like you because you like plants, then What's the point? You know, what are we doing here? So it's just like acceptance within self and accepting other people. That's what that looks like to me in 2025. 25. <laughs> Damn, that seems so far away. <laughs> It'll be here. <laughs> All right, you chilling, chilling. That was a test. You passed. You're chilling. That should be the name of the app, 2025. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know. If you know, you know. You know what I mean? Download it live. All right. Well, 
thanks again for joining us. Like, you know, we 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 couldn't have been a pod. We maybe what if what if we weren't a podcast and you came on here and it's just like some crazy stuff going on. So you took a chance on us and we appreciate you. For sure. Thank you for having me. Um, this was fun. And yeah, I would be happy to do this again in the future or whatever. Um, and looking forward to this, looking forward to everybody else. And to, of course, to all the content that you guys put out. I'm loving it. Yeah, we're going to check back in post chilling. Just so okay. you know. Yeah. <laughs> Before you go, though, um, if anyone wants to find you, contact you, slide in the dms or work with you um where do they find you what are your socials uh, my socials are i'm on instagram at directed by leo i'm not on twitter uh i don't even look at facebook i'm on tiktok but who knows with tiktok who knows and uh, my website is directedbyleo.com so those are the places that you can find me on the internet be bold Thank you for listening to this episode from Relationship Insurance. You can find us on Instagram at relationship.insurance. Feel free to subscribe to the podcast. Tune in for more episodes.